Hello and welcome to Remotely Working, the podcast where we discuss productivity, intentional living, health, and leadership for remote workers. My name is Justin DeRose, your host and the founder of Effective Remote Work. You may have heard the term work-life balance at some point in your life. It's been a mantra of many companies for years and is even touted as a benefit for working there. Come enjoy great work-life balance, they say. When you're going to an office every day, this kind of makes sense. Your life becomes compartmentalized in a sense. Work happens at the office. Life happens at home, right? Well, over time, I think we as a society, especially those of us in white-collar or knowledge work jobs, have started to realize you don't just leave work or life in its respective compartment. A superior tearing down your thought-out idea will affect you at home just as much as a fight with your spouse will affect you at work. So now let's add technology into the mix. Prior to the internet and email being pervasive in work, you might have taken some files or papers to work on at home in a briefcase, but you were electing to do that work at home. Your boss didn't likely have a direct line to your house to call you at 11 p.m. with some new crazy project that he wanted you to work on starting immediately. But today, many of us experience this. Management is stuck in meetings all day, so they have no time to get any real work done during normal business hours, so what do they do? They do email at night after their kids go to bed. Whether they mean it or not, his or her sending an email at 11.30 p.m. to you sends a message that you should be working because they are. Some even expect responses within 30 minutes. I don't know about you, but I'd hate to be in the predicament where I'm sleeping or getting ready for bed and my boss emails me expecting a response. No thank you. But technology has effectively allowed the slow creep of work into our lives. That compartment has burst. As I mentioned, we tend to think of work-life balance as compartmentalization of the two, much like different compartments work on a ship. If you haven't seen it before, the idea is really quite amazing. A ship is split in two different compartments, and bulkheads are constructed in such a way to separate the ship into two or three watertight compartments. If one compartment takes a hit and it starts to flood, the ship won't necessarily sink because the compartments are watertight. But life is not like that. A torpedo to the hole of your job doesn't mean your family is unscathed, nor does an iceberg hit to the starboard side mean your performance at work is going to stay top-notch either. Even though we expect to keep sailing on in one area when another is clearly affected, we end up sinking the whole deal unless we effectively deal with the holistic picture. If you've ever been stressed in your job or not liked the work that you do or not liked your boss, you do understand that this has affected you in some way, shape, or form in other areas of your life. Maybe you've had less passion for hobbies. Maybe you've had a difficult time disconnecting from work and being present with your family in the evening. Whatever it is, unless you can step back and deal and act on the holistic picture, it's still going to affect you no matter how hard you try to bury it deep down. When looking at the holistic picture, I like to look at tools like Zig Ziglar's Wheel of Life. When you look at it, it's basically like a pie chart, and there are eight sections on the wheel. Mental, spiritual, physical, family, financial, personal, and career. The whole idea of the wheel is to evaluate each of these areas for issues. If you find that one of these areas is flat, the wheel of your life is flat. You can't drive a car on a flat tire for very long without doing some significant damage, so why would you drive your life on one? I think the Wheel of Life is a great picture of an emerging concept. We've talked about work-life balance. 
But really, society is starting to move into an area where we're looking at work-life integration. Instead of trying to compartmentalize work as being separate from everything else in life, the idea is that all of these things are interrelated and impact one another. Many remote work companies are starting to advocate for better work-life integration by allowing autonomy and freedom, not just for your work, but for all aspects of your life. Need to go to the store or run your kid to the doctor? No worries, just do it. Need to work some odd hours for a week while your spouse is out of town so you can manage your kids? No problem. Obviously, the extent of the freedom you have depends on the boundaries the company sets with its employees. But them allowing that freedom and that autonomy gives people the ability to live a life that's more full, where work is not the number one priority, just a part of the bigger picture. Additionally, something else that's contributing to this drive towards work-life integration is working from home. While some like to work from places like co-working spaces or coffee shops because they don't like to work out of the house or they can't for whatever reason, when you do work from home, and especially when you have a family or other people who are living in the home with you, you want to integrate those things more. You want to be around your family more. That's part of one of the reasons why people love working from home is that you can work and be around your family. I love working from home, and I have for nearly the last decade, because I can go downstairs. My kids are there. My wife is there most days. I can have conversations with them. I can make coffee in my own kitchen. I can save money doing that. I can take a half an hour or an hour to go mow the lawn or work on something in the middle of the day, because that's the time that works best for me. I mean, frankly, when it takes an hour to mow your lawn, trying to do that in the evening when that's your prime time with your kids is not a great thing to have to try to do. That's the kind of work-life integration that we're talking about here. It's the ability to mold your work and your life together so that it works together for you for the benefit of you. The reason I'm starting out our topical episodes with this topic is simple. It's a through line that I want to keep in your head. Work, especially remote work, is not just about being effective and getting the most done. It's about managing the holistic picture of your life well. That's also why I think a more apt term for productivity in this day and age, and in this context, is life management. I recently read a great column in Wired titled, Productivity is Not Working. While I think this article's imagery contains a bit of exaggeration, the general premise is that productivity, hustling, and achievement has failed us. We're often taught, and most often subtly, that our safety rests upon our achievement and our ability to produce. Maybe you had experiences when you were a kid where your parents harped on you because an A- wasn't good enough. I won't knock any parent who did this because they were doing the best they could for their kids, but they might have been concerned that you would miss out on a 4.0 GPA and the scholarship opportunities, which would secure your place in society as a college graduate and thus potentially a good job. You might have been taught that your ability to produce high-quality results directly impacts your safety and security in your adult life. In some instances, this is true. But as this Wired article elaborates, where is your safety and security if you all of a sudden don't have a job due to the pandemic? I hope if you're listening to this, you haven't lost a job due to COVID-19 and the pandemic going on. I'm really sorry if that's happened. One of the things I want to highlight out of this, though, is just the general idea that our productivity can save us. That our hustle, our ability to work hard and just produce results is what's going to give us satisfaction and success in life. 
Honestly, I've been at war with the cult of hustle, the terminology that the article uses to frame influencers and societal systems that push us just to work harder to be successful for quite a long time. It's been a hard journey for me. All of the stuff that's out there for building a business and productivity is just saying you have to work harder, you gotta put more hours and you gotta get the job done. Now, I have nothing against the Gary V's or Grant Cardone's of the world out there. I just personally have come to a point where I refuse to be motivated by an urgency just to work to just get it done and get it done fast. I've been burnt by that in the past and it's not worth it to go there. Your productivity will not save you, even though you might feel better about your life and yourself in the long term. That's why here on Remotely Working, we're not just talking about productivity, but many other facets of life and remote work as well. Our aim is to help you improve the integration of your work and life so that you can do it all well. Does having a productivity system help? Yes. The better you can focus and invest your time, attention, and energy into what matters to you, the more that you can get out of life. But just ticking off the boxes will not get you there. Putting in the reps won't always get you there either. Building the right habits won't necessarily just get you there. It's not just about hustling. It's not just about getting the work done. It's about investing in the right areas. It's about redefining success for yourself. It's about defining success, actually, in a way that keeps the holistic picture in mind. I wanted to leave you with a few thoughts in closing today. First, I'd ask you to start taking stock of your time. You don't have to do anything crazy like time tracking, but take some time to evaluate. Are you spending an inordinate amount of time at work? If so, is that healthy for you? Are there other areas of your life impacted negatively by this? And if so, what can you do to mitigate that impact? Can you reduce your working hours in a reasonable capacity? or the amount of work on your plate? Can you delegate items to anybody else? If so, you can free up some time to be able to invest in the other areas that you are finding that there is an impact in, in some negative way. I'd also recommend if you have some time to go through a wheel of life exercise. This can take you a half an hour or so. It takes me about that long every year when I try to do it. My favorite approach to this is taking each area of the wheel of life, list it out on a piece of paper, and then go through each, rating them one through 10, 10 being the absolute best it could be, and one being the worst. Then list out why you think that score is deserved for that area. When you process through those reasons, usually you can discern some areas that might need a little work, and also some ways that you can act upon them. Also, if you're working in a company that is more work-life balance focused, start having some conversations about work-life integration. This episode is obviously incomplete in its definition of work-life integration because it's very big picture and involves a lot of different areas, but that's because it's an ongoing conversation that we will have over coming episodes. It will look very different for you and me, but that's why it's all the more important for you to be able to decide for yourself what's important for you and where you're going to commit yourself. Obviously, if you have a job, you're committing yourself to doing the best you can at having that job and doing the job that's been assigned to you. But if you have a family, you also want to do the best you can there. Same thing with having a spouse, having friendships, owning a house, all those sorts of things. It's important to spend the time to have conversations with not only coworkers and bosses, but spouses and friends about what work-life integration might be able to look like for you. We'll continue to have this conversation on further episodes of this podcast as well. Well, that closes out today's episode of Remotely Working. Check out remotelyworking.net to subscribe. You can give us feedback three ways. At message us on Twitter, at Effective Remote. 
use the Twitter hashtag AskERW or email us at hello at EffectiveRemoteWork.com. For more free resources designed for remote workers, head on over to EffectiveRemoteWork.com. My name is Justin Rose, and this has been Remotely Working.